I speak to you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My guess is that everyone here has a morning routine. Some basic things you do each day to prepare for the day before you. Some have early wake-up calls and alarm clocks that help you to jump out of bed, get right into the shower or right into your shoes to take the dog out. Others have a snooze button that gives five more minutes every morning to prepare yourselves to rise from the depths of sleep giving just enough energy, even if only imagined, to get the coffee pot going and the lunches made. Or maybe something in between, like picking up your phone to check the news, the weather, TikTok. Some have Zoom calls to catch, or a child to get moving, or a paper to finish writing, or a mother to call, or a yoga class or morning prayer to get to. Each of us has a way of entering the new day, emerging from the darkness into the light. And we have little tricks to help us do that, to help us get the day off to a good start. Today in the church year, we mark the beginning of a new year, a new season of life together, one of preparation for the day that is coming. Of course, technically, the new day has already begun, just as each new day truly begins at the stroke of midnight. But there is still time spent in the darkest hours of the night preparing for the dawn. Our new year doesn't begin at the end of a countdown to midnight or with an alarm going off with shouts of, wake up, the new year has arrived, it's time to celebrate. It arrives quietly, stealthily, a slow burn. In fact, the first day of the new year is more like the time when we are still sleeping, still in the darkness in those hours after midnight. But it sets off a countdown, toward the moment of light that is creeping over the horizon, that is off in the distance, the moment when we celebrate new life coming into the world, God incarnate, God with us. The celebration of Christmas that will take place four weeks from today. The countdown begins. But this is not a season for hitting that snooze button. This is a season that can fly by if we let it. The season of Advent is our invitation into a time of preparation, a time of opening our eyes, opening our hearts, opening our lives to the possibility that God was and is and will be born once again. In preparation for this new day, we have the opportunity to try on new routines and rituals, incorporating them into our daily lives, into the places where we may already have set pathways, the opportunity to awaken and engage our senses in the anticipation of Christ's arrival among us once again. As you prepare with your family and with our community through this season, 
You may spend time and money carefully choosing and wrapping gifts, creating wonderful meals and toasting with friends, re-engaging in the many seasonal and lovely traditions that many of us have missed out on over the past few years. Our routines and rituals that come with day-to-day living, they're not something that we're born with. They're habits that we inhabit over time. They don't always mimic what our parents or our partners do. So sometimes there's some squabbling and negotiating about what that will look like, leading to a few cranky morning moments. These routines and rituals are learned over time, perfected even. And they are valuable in that they are cues to us about where we need to be, what we need to be focusing on. And through them, we're equipped to fulfill our responsibilities to one another by these things that become routine acts that get us moving with each new day within this new season. Now, I know that I somehow find time in, the crisp, in this season to see a few of my favorite Christmas movies. I remember to put marshmallows for hot cocoa into the grocery cart. But I don't want to get lulled into snoozing through the opportunity to prepare myself, to prepare ourselves spiritually. In this season, let us remember and enact the spiritual value of generosity towards others. The generosity that Bishop St. Nicholas of Myra is known and loved for. A generosity of giving to those in need, those who otherwise would have been doomed to a life of slavery and darkness. Today we are asked to consider a deeper question. Rather than how will you celebrate Christmas this year, what are we doing for ourselves and for one another? to prepare for the light of Christ to enter into the world. The question calls us into a journey from the depths of pre-dawn slumber to the early morning light of the new day, journey into that which is life-seeking and life-giving. There are four weeks of Advent, so each day we have the opportunity to prepare our hearts and our lives for the coming of Christ. And there are myriad Advent reflection books and online resources, calendars with chocolate and scripture, that re- and wine and coffee <laughs> that reinforce our acts of anticipation and waiting. There are cards to write and visits to make to loved ones who need to know that they are remembered. Four of the days in Advent are Sundays, so being part of the gathered body of Christ here in church and joining us online is always a good start. But how will we spend the other days preparing ourselves and giving ourselves away? Today we are called on to put on the armor of light, a form of protection from the darkness, but also an outward symbol to the darkness that exists in the world, and there is plenty of it, a symbol that God will not be defeated, that justice will prevail, that the dawn of a new day is being sought by believers.
Our armor of light calls us to be bright, shining reflections, beacons of Christ's love in the world. Christ's love for all people. The light that others may see in the actions we take, in the choices that we make daily, the relationships we tend with one another, the way we use our time, our talent, our treasure, in response to that undeserved, unearned grace of a God who has called us into community, who has awakened us to be on this journey of preparing ourselves and our world for God's reign. Another Advent-appropriate spiritual preparation is the act of repentance, the act of reflecting on where we have made choices in the past, where we have had a moment where we have caused harm to ourselves or others, choices that were self-serving rather than kingdom-seeking, choices for which we are accountable and need repentance for, making that difficult but desirable step toward changing our direction, turning toward something new, something different, something more life-giving. It's okay, because remember, we are still in the darkness of pre-dawn. We are still in the stages of waking and awakening ourselves and to our relationship with others and with God. And some of us move at a slower pace than others, but we are called on this journey toward the dawn of this new day, the day when peace and freedom are not merely rewards for the wealthy and the powerful. We are on this journey together. We are in this season together. What are we preparing ourselves? On the one hand, we're preparing to welcome a king born as a child in an unexpected package of vulnerability, helpless but for the human family that cared for him until his coming of age. And yet in the gospel message this morning, we are reminded that though we have a day at the end of our countdown, a quantifiable marking of when to look for Christ, we are doing this each day out of hope that we will be ready when God truly arrives. For in that moment, God's people will be known by God, will be seen, called, received, reconciled. How will we know we are ready? Perhaps we can't answer that today, but we can choose to live lives of intention, of preparation, of self-giving as offering, an expectation that our faith in God will be reflected in our lives. This is the first Sunday of Advent, the early hours of a new day, just after midnight, the time of preparation before we awake fully to all that we are capable of, all that we will receive when we fully allow Christ into our hearts and into our lives. I urge us to use this time, this season, to be about the work of 
tending relationships, caring for those in need, being a reflection of God's love in the world. We prepare the way for Christ to come in glory by lighting candles of an Advent wreath as we go, four points of light that draw us deeper into the center, deeper to the heart of God. I call upon us to reflect on the wrong turns we've made in the past, to be generous of spirit and of self where we're able to, even if it stretches us a little further than we thought we could go even if it causes us to change some of the familiarity of our rituals, the well-worn glittery pathway to Christmas morning. The darkest hours of the night are when the contrast of stars and candles shine the brightest. Put on your armor of light and let us walk together in the light of God together. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at the Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.